0: We marketers, when we try to reach out to our prospects or our customers, we have buyer's persona. You know what? Why don't we create something to show that we understand sales? Okay? Let's just call sales persona.
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. here. I'm super excited for this series for
0: next 10 Thursdays, guys. Next 10 Thursdays, you're going to hear the sessions that were played in Arizona at the B2B MX conference. And the reason is we're going to have a similar set of speakers and have all the great experiences that you're about to get a taste of for the next 10 Thursdays in Boston on August 11th and August 12th. We are joining hands with b 2 and Petowitz Group and Terminus and Flip My Funnel. All of us are coming together and doing this big industry conference where marketing, sales are coming together as one team and going to talk about phenomenal results
1: that you and your organization can get. So... I hope to see you in Boston on August 11th and 12th. And here's a sneak peek of the type of sessions you can expect at this conference.
0: So here you go. Very, very good. I'm actually going to talk about two topics really quickly, the sales enablement part and also ABM. And ABM is literally the buzzword for uh, that B2B conference this year. So I'm not going to dive that into detail, um, but I will touch more specifically from the process perspective. And I was on the client side actually for about 20 years. So a lot of stuff I will be talking about is actually on the client side. Okay? Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. Supporting sales. Oh, my God. It's painful. It's hard. It's challenging. Right? Everything is always last minute. They don't know where things are. If there's a salespeople right here, bear with me. Really, that's the perception. Unfortunately, it's also the reality. Right? For people like us supporting them. Really? What the? And we need multiple different kinds of therapy section, retail therapy, aroma therapy, mm-hmm. right? Massage therapy, drinking therapy, just to get through it. I'm serious. I don't know about you. That's really how I feel when I supported the indirect sales force and the direct sales force. Double the way me. It's hard. I actually was drinking a lot at that time. Okay. So there are a couple things that we can do and see what we can do to turn that maybe you know last minute and also the the uh the the request into some sort of more proactive stage. So let's look at what we can do to turn reactive to proactive, right? And I'm thinking, okay, in order to do that, what are some of the causes, right? Maybe I, I am the problem, right? So I, this is so female people talk, female talking, like I am the problem. No problem the problem. (laughs) So what are some of the causes, if you think about it, right? Maybe I'm in the driver's seat, right? I'm not taking control. Maybe I don't understand sales. Well, enough. Maybe I don't understand account intelligence, right? A lot of people talking about ABM, how service, what needs to be done. But do we understand that specific account that we want to go after? So what I want to talk about in the next 45 minutes it's really about the three causes that possibly we can address. Again, from marketer's perspective, if you want the sales operation or sales enablement, bear with us or me specifically and see what are the that actu- what are the parts that can actually apply to you. Okay? Very good. Let's talk about that. Not in the driver's seat. What can we do? There are multiple ways to put yourself in the driver's seat. One option, like I said, one option is really ABM, account-based marketing. You work very closely with your sales team. And this is the definition. I bet multiple sections that you have gone today, everybody have said, hey, this is the ABM definition. Right here, I'm going to say ABM is blah, 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 personalized, blah, blah, blah how I can account, blah, 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 sales, and marketing, right? In general, there is one definition I heard, I think is that a sales force, um, I know like 100% agree, but I understand the outcome-driven statement that uh, the ABN definition that uh, she was sharing is like, you know, you do ABN to um, cultivate and to drive the happy relationship with your customer. But I think that's everything specifically. So, but let's put this in plain English. What does that really mean? Marketers leverage existing marketing elements to close deals. That is it for ADM. Well, the marketing stuff that we do to help leverage existing elements creatively, that's the essence of a personalization. that makes sense? So with that being said, if you think about it at a high level, If based on that assumption at the high level, the common marketing tactics. What are they? What do we use for actually AVM? Customer events, boom, right? You need creative ideas to reach the targeted account. I will talk a little bit more about that. Relevant and personalized content. There's a lot of tools actually at the exhibit hall that share with you in terms of how you can do that. Customized emails, target programmatic ads dynamic content serving on your website, which is an essence of personalization or the combination of everything above. Right, from marketing's perspective, ABN, that's what you do. And I want to talk about three different scenarios and how you can scale it, how you can get budget with your company to do that. How can you present a case to your manager and see if that works, even with including your sales team. <laughs> obviously, you know, ABM actually have a three. There are more. will actually say more. But in general, if you look at the ITSMA, I think there are only three. One-to-one, one-to-few, to many. And the way to differentiate that one-to-one is obviously the key strategic account that you have a one-to-one relationship with them. And the one to few is like pink and of like tentacle, one to many is verticals or industry specific. Okay. I just make it very clear in terms of what that is for the time being. Am I talking too fast? Nope. All right, am I too loud? Nope. Thank you. <laughs> all right. The biggest challenge, if you ask all the marketers who are doing it, scalability and the budget. You know, the things about marketing is a lot of people don't understand that marketing is not free. We need to tell our CEO, CFO especially, you know, want to generate revenue, want to spend money, marketing is not free. ABM, even though it's leveraging existing marketing elements, there is a personalization and customization associated associated with it. It's not free. Right? So, the things we need to address because I in the closet is how do we scale and what is the budget associated with it? you was like, yeah, I know, Pam. You know, I know that's an issue. I know I want to share with you a template that you can do it very nicely. All right. Take a breath, Pam. Okay. No need to get so
1: excited.
0: <laughs> really, the Holy Grail If you go down to one level, right? AVM scalability—they are two factors that you can you can take into account: standardization versus customization, automation versus manual. All the same, what I did is a two by two table. Remember this. Now is the photo time, and I'm going to photo (laughs) bomb (laughs) you. Okay. So that is the template to consider. And I want to show you in terms of how to use that. I want to use one to one example. This is a company I worked for 20 years, love the company with passion. And uh, in Asia, they do quite a bit of ABM. And uh, in order to reach like a big account in like uh, Infrasoft, uh, which is a multi-million dollar account with Intel, and whatnot. The personal relationship and the face-face, face-to-face, super, super critical to close a big dollar deal in Asia. Right? And a lot of the time the sales will work with um, the marketing team to create invitations, account specific events. It's not customer event, it's account specific event, invitation only and the workshop events at the hotel, five-star hotel, by all means personalized agenda and the content specifically for that account. And they will talk about a couple of things. They will invite third-party vendors, not just into talking, but a little bit too self serving, right? They invite third-party vendors, solution service providers, and talking about some of the solutions. They also invite IVC Forsters, industry analysts, actually to be part of the, the agenda, like kind of kick off the day, right? So you're like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it is. So, let's take that table, what we have, and the specific ABM that I'm talking about, let's see what we can do to determine if it's possible to scale and how much it costs. There are specific activities associated with that. And I'm not saying there's tons of things you have to do to do an event well, but there are some key activities, right? You need to have registration. You have a template you need to use post and pre-events. You have some nurturing you probably have to do. If you automate, take mm-hmm. some of the tools, it's automation and standardization, which is easy to scale from one account event to another account event. Does that make sense? Chances are you don't need a lot of money. You can scale. The other one is inviting research and vetting. If you are inviting existing customers, Salesforce, okay? And also your salespeople vetting it, that's easy. But if you are inviting a brand new account, for example, chances are that vetting and research all of a sudden become sheer, right? Because it's highly manual, it's a new account, and highly customization because nobody knows who they are. You have to do a lot of research. So you move this down to here. Now, let's think about it, right? The present, presentation prep or agenda setting that might be that you can modify. It doesn't have to be customized 100%, right? There's a, probably a very slight modification, which is a manual, but slight modification I put it in the middle. There's a third-party vendor industry invitation. That's not too bad. It's probably a standard list of people that you can go after, So I put it right here. But it's still a manual discussion, a manual invitation that you have to send out. And after event entertainment, that might be different from account to account, from country to country. Therefore, I put that very high in terms of manual and the customization you need to give some thought. Does that make sense? So all of a sudden, this you put on the table in a way the VP of sales and marketing or the CEO or the VP of sales can understand Okay, if you want to scale these couple of things, we have to think it through. Now let's add additional elements to it. Let's add who is responsible. Is the owner who internal person or maybe external person? Maybe this whole thing, if we have to, we do we use the same template. We change a copy a little bit. It might be five thousand dollars, right? This is just like internal people sending out stuff. And the venue might be $20,000 after event might be $5,000 all of a sudden. You know who is doing what? You know how much it's going to cost? If you can multiply that by 20 events, you've got approximate budget. Does that make sense? I'm not telling you which one you should use. That's not my point. My point is, you need need to be able to present the information in a logical manner, easy to understand, for your management to get your budget. Once you have budget, you do whatever you want. (laughs) That's the holy grail. Ah, Okay, I'm set. Okay, so that's that. Same thing. This one is one to few. Influitive is actually one of the exhibitors. Again, I have to say I'm not affiliated with them, but they do quite a bit of account-based marketing campaign that was interesting. And this one is very much top of the panel. They send a package, actually, to some new account prospects. So because they are advocate marketing experts and platforms, so they went for the prospect, like a new account, you know, nowadays everybody kind of provide customer review for your products, including your software. So they print out one of the prospect's customer review, print it out very nicely, handwritten note from their sales team, a nice physical copy of their ebook, put in a little nice package. They send it to their prospect. <clears throat> right, pretty cool. But they did an A-B testing. So because it's a customer review, you can send a positive customer review. You can send a negative customer review. So they did both. They did an A-B testing. They did send a bunch of people a badge, positive review, and the, ones, the other ones, the other negative review. Guess which one convert the most? Negative? Are you guys an EU? Seriously? Actually, it's positive. 95% of the, the, the people who receive the, the, the positive review actually call them, follow up. I mean, compared with the negative. So I guess we all like to be, you know, we like to hear that we look good, right? So I can see that. So now they got the A-B testing done, so they know they do it again. They follow up with positive customer review. But if you think about it, this one, look at this list doing exactly the same thing, right? Customized customize package. The e-book is done. If you have a title right there, identify for your VP of sales and marketing to understand, right? Customer review, somebody needs to print that out. Probably the sales team. The sales team needs to write the personal lo- notes. The UPS, depending on what you want to do uh, um, a 24-hour delivery or whatnot, it's not gonna be $3,000, it's probably less. All of a sudden, you know this one is easy to scale. <laughs> right there. That's why a lot of companies are doing this, for targeted King, because it's substantially cost-effective and it's easier. Right. Okay. Next one. I stole this with pride. Seriously. <laughs> Did anybody want to click in the past Factory presentation yesterday? Nobody. One. Okay. Pretending you never heard anything they said. And I'm saying this for the first time. Actually, I got permission. I reach out to them. I say, hey, you know what? I love your case study. I'm going to use it for tomorrow, my presentation. Is it okay you send your presentation to me? They say, sure. No problem. So they did. And I pick out a couple of slides. This one is how they scale ABM. And that, that like I said, it's a case study literally was presented yesterday. And they are targeted for existing customers and they target for the current 110 ABN they want to do nurturing. That makes sense. So they target for verticals. Remember, my definition of one too many is actually verticals or industry specific. So they target it for financial services, healthcare, retail, life sciences. With that being said, this is their MarTech step. To do that, and I thought that was interesting, right? The tool I share with you was kind of manual. There's not much of technology involved. Yeah, you might use the email template, you might use registration, you might use the event software, but there's not like a series of the uh, technology that you want, you need to uh, take into account. So because they focus on existing customers, so they work with their sales team to vet uh, the the 100 ABM potential list. Because they are targeted for five different verticals, you need to customize your creative, right? Obviously, they use demand base for targeting and dynamic. They have to serve the content. You want to do a nurturing, you give them a the content, you let them read. They consume certain type of content, you score them. It's that whole methodology. You are fully aware of it. They have a media agency doing the media buy and they have a past factories that do the customized landing page with a series of content. Once you consume, they measure it. Okay. So what does that mean? If you actually do any kind of ABM, especially, especially it's related to programmatic pay ads, you need to actually have a tools available that tie things together. So with that being said, look, that's their creative customization for different segments. So they obviously change the image. That makes a lot of sense. They change the copy a little bit, but there's a certain element that's standardized, look and feel. The banner size, for example. So, and this is the landing page, right? You come here, and there is a series of content that you can see. And if you like it, you actually fill out form. Fine. But now let's look at this. Again, this is the third time that I'm showing this table. The customization part of the special right here, the banner ads, the creative, and the landing page needs to be vertical or industry-driven, right? So right there, very high customization manual. The auto action, yes, it can. maybe it can be the same depending on the persona. For the industry, you need to set up a dashboard. And uh, if you set up your tool well, maybe the dynamic content selection can be automatic. But with a very little, with a bit of a customization, the media buy needs to be handled by someone else. You need to have some sort of mod step that you understand that you can track it continuously. Again, take it one level, you know. So you put the dollars and also owners in terms of how much you want to spend. Chances are, not a surprise to everybody, the media spy probably is going to be a big chunk of dollars. Does that make sense? If you have a five verticals, if you think about it, you spent $25,000 or whatnot, all of a sudden, you're talking about $125,000, right? So you know where the big dollar is. So far, so good? <clears throat> Great. Templates, task, owner, status update, what is the projected dollar? Right? Then you can scale that. Okay, next. Well, make like a fully understanding of the sales needs. There are three things I want to make a mention. When I supported, and I regretted this, by the way, and uh, when I supported the indirect sales and the direct sales, I did not make an effort to actually understand the sales methodology. I didn't know their process, but I did not understand the sales process. I did not make an effort to understand their pain points. And, um, and now I think back to Science 2020 in terms of why I had supported them. I was pretty like, hey, these are the type of content we use in marketing. You know, you should use it too. But I didn't do a very good job explaining to them in terms of why they should use it, to be honest. right? So now, I am working with my clients and I take a slightly different approach. It's like, no, don't do what I did. That was not good. Okay. And there are three things I want to talk about is no sales challenges and pinpoints, no processes and the methodology, and no account plans. And these are like, Pam, too abstract. Don't understand. What do you really mean? I'd like to bring anything abstract down to a solid level that you can either show it on the slide or use a template to present it. Let's talk about this. When I say no sales challenges in the pinpoint, I want you to create your sales team's persona. So we marketers, when we try to reach out to our prospects or our customers, we have buyers persona you know what, why don't we create something to show that we understand sales, okay? That's just called sales persona. The other one, understand the sales process. I want to, under, I want to emphasize the way you understand it. I want to show you a template how to do that. Know the account plan. That's account intelligence. We'll talk a little bit more. So this is a typical buyer's persona. If you support IT, you know, segments, You probably have a CIO, Charles, okay? I don't have to go into detail. Well, you can do something similar, but actually for your sales team. What are some of their personality traits? Highly motivated, strategic, stressed all the time, results-driven, whatnot, right? And that your company name, sales, I mean marketing, that can be replaced as a sales enablement, sales operation to do what? Let's just formalize it, right? Our sales team, I'm going to read this because I think it's important. I want to show you in terms of what information needs to be included. Our sales team focus on selling what? What is the hero products they are selling? Solving what issues? It show you understand. If you can put the first sentence down, that right? They consistently looking for opportunity to close sales, blah blah blah. Right here, our sales also use prospecting on what? How do they prospect? Do they use social media? Do they use? Do they attend a working event? Do they do cold calling? Call that out. Make sure you know, let you understand, right? If they're actively selling, they're searching, what do they research? Okay. All right. They, they, our sales team puts what first? The favorite activities. What is that? Right here. I love this. They claim the best days to connect with your prospect are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. If they see that and you know it, you know on Monday afternoon at five o'clock, you're going to get a call. Okay. Yes. <gasps> Where is that content that you were talking about? Remember, where is that? Okay, so let's get that. Most of them, they still work on the weekend. I don't know if they do. Serious decision this morning was talking about, you know, if you want to look into your sales enablement training effort, you need to understand the seniority of your uh, sales talent. Right here, I did. Most of our salespeople have been with the company for over blah, blah years, they meet quotas. What percentage of the time? Let me quote out 75% of the time or 50% of the time. If 50% of you were like, ooh, good. We need to do something to help them, right? Sales and numbers games, blah, blah, blah. When do they review the dashboards? You know, what meeting do they attend? Monday morning, weekly huddles. And uh, our sales team are strongly motivated by what? Those are just some of the statements to show you understand the sales team, period. Right? None of them are complicated. It's just like when you are describing your son, you know, oh, oh, Aaron loved this, loves to go and ski on the weekend, and during summertime, plays tennis. You know, what kind of conversation, what kind of information. None of those information is, like, mind-boggling. You probably have it. Well, let's formalize it. Okay, show that you understand. All right, so was anybody um, at that Scott Millman? Uh, Scott Millman? Uh, fandom presentation today. Everybody? Yeah. Okay. Great. So the visual I use over there. Curative. You look at that. It was like, Pam, seriously, you use a photo stock. And I was like, Oh, yeah. David hey, Scott, you are right. Maybe I need to be a little bit transformative. You want to see the image I pick? (laughs) All right. Can you imagine showing this to your sales team? Tell them that uh, he is your Superman. All right. The Sales Justice League. Right there. And for saleswomen, it's like, you're my hot girl. Okay? (laughs) Anyway. Sorry. I thought uh, I will bring just-in-time learning into my presentation. (laughs) Curative, transformative. All right. Okay. With that being said, next things I want to talk about, it's really sales journey. And I emphasize right here the way you understand. Okay. So there's got to be a sales process your sales team goes through. It doesn't matter. You started with some sort of inside sales. They pre-qualify down to the close. I'm not talking about a process flow. Um, they receive a call. Yes. Then they take the next step. Uh, the customer did not uh, respond to the call. No. I'm not talking about process flow. I'm talking more linear. You know, what are the things they do? They contact somebody. They qualify somebody. Maybe they do a demo. They made a proposal, they close, right? So it's probably six to eight type of milestone. Don't make it more than eight, okay? Our life is already complicated enough. That just makes our life a little easier for ourselves. So no more than eight. And obviously for uh, SaaS-based platform, you probably contact somebody, then you do a demo first, then you do a free trial, then you do a serious follow-up, then you close deal. So that, you know, you will look at that sales journey and say, oh yeah, that's very typical. No, actually it depends on product and also depends on how your sales team go about it. Does that make sense? So identify five or six of them, right? And then I have a blank. As you can see, I love creating templates. My job, my whole life, it's really about filling a blank, okay? So here I created additional boxes right here so you can fill the blank. But before you can fill the blank, you have to answer a couple of questions in order to, in order to add that information into the boxes. So what kind of questions do you usually ask in general? Okay? This is coming from a marketer's perspective, okay? What are the three to five questions? Again, as you can tell, everything I do is less than 10. Two by two, right? Question you ask, three or five. I follow the rule of three religiously, okay? Anything more than three people are like, oh, that's too much, I don't remember, okay? Three to five questions the sales ask. What are the content pieces they use at each stage? They got to have something they use, right? What are the two or three challenges and rejections? What kind of rejection that they receive, encounter at each stage? And also two or three things they do to move to the next level and what channels do they, the, the, does the sales usually use to communicate with prospect and what frequency, right? But when you fill the blanks, don't just answer the questions. Don't you need to internalize it and do this. Write it in a very succinct way that you understand and you can also present it back to your sales team and also your management. Does that make sense? Don't answer the questions literally. Yes, you do. But you need to take time to internalize it and only add the information here. Uh, For this specific presentation, I change it probably 20 times. I literally change until the last minute before I present because I want to add some information I learned over a period of time. Because I'm trying to internalize the session I went to, the keynote I listened to, and I want to see what are some of the pieces. I can add it either for entertainment value or utility value. So when you are asking those questions, you need to spend some time to internalize it and then summarize it in a way that's easy for management to understand. Okay. right. Awesome. Next one. Lack of a key account intelligence. How much time do I have? What am I talking? About? Huh? 15 minutes? Okay, great. Okay, lack of the key account intelligence. When I went to the sessions, multiple different ABM sessions today, they were always talking about tactics and uh, uh, the tools that need to be used, and I support that 100%. Tactic is important. At the end of the day, Execution, execution, execution. But one thing that's very important for marketers who are supporting sales or even for sales ops and sales enablement, if we are actually working with them on ABM stuff, we better understand our account a little bit more. Or to some extent, have some basic understanding of our sales team's um, um, knowledge. They have very much in-depth knowledge about specific account. They do a lot of research. We'll go talk to them. Try to get that information. We need to understand account intelligence. I'm not saying that uh, you have to know all the details and the gossip. Gossip is nice. But you need to understand some formographic and technographic information. Right? right here, in general, in the perfect world that our sales team have account plan. But in reality, do you think they have it? I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to judge. Okay. A lot of time for a big account, that account that, you know, when I was working at Intel for HP account, they literally have hundreds of people like in the one account and calling on HP. Because they have so many people, they have really kind of like a playbook that get everybody up to date. In terms of that account, they have organizational charts and they have the managers, they have um, red flags, they also have a weekly meetings or whatnot. The most important things, it doesn't matter uh, what kind of information that you have. From my perspective, this is only Pam talking, and, but your job might be a little bit different. From my perspective, the things that you need to know to support the marketing team, uh, the sales team, what are some of the customers' big initiatives? OK, what are the products have we sold and we want to sell more? What are some of the cross sales and up sales that we need to be aware? That's called white space mapping, which is the, what are some of the white space that we have to fill up? That means we need to sell stuff to them. And what is the sales team's game plan and the positioning? How do they position ourselves to sell more products? Right. What are some of the milestones? And another one is, where are we at this time? Are we meeting the sales goal? Are we not meeting the sales goal? What are we missing? Because if you have some of those information, you can actually help them more. That make sense? So with that being said, you know that account plan may not exist. And we know that information is called tribal knowledge. It's on someone's heads. Talk to them bribe them, take them for a cup of coffee, buy them lunch, and then charge back to your department. (laughs) Right? Right, talk to them. The other one thing is what are some of the tools that you guys have? Salesforce is one of them. CIM, maybe there's some other tools your sales team are using. Right? So check out your sales and the martech platforms to gather that intelligence or talk to other internal stakeholders. It's a scavenger hunt. Gathering account intelligence, scavenger hunt. Treating is a fun activity. Don't treat like, oh, God, do I really have to talk to Tom again? Treat like, oh, my God, let's go talk to Tom again. We're going to get some information about, you know, Uh, H P. Cool. Thank you for the laugh. (laughs) Appreciate it. All right. So what I'm trying to say is, if you do all this, are you like, in a perfect world? No, really Supporting sales will continues to be painful, hard and challenging that will still go away. All the therapy sessions I talk about is still needed, including retail. Okay. My first slide, I say, everything is changing last minute. But after you do this, try to be uh, proactive uh, instead of reactive. Things, I didn't say everything, things will be a little better, but still will have last minute stuff. Always, that will never go away. But you at least make an effort to minimize it to some extent. Right, you make an effort to show it that you are doing stuff and the sales team can see it, your management are seeing it. So with that being said, the world is. Oh my gosh, I love this song. <laughs> so, just wanna let you know, if you do all that, everything will be awesome, and uh, you are living all of your dreams. enabling sales. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I'm giving away two bucks. Who wants it? Okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) 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 I was like, okay, so anybody has any questions, you know, give it to me. I promise I do answer people questions. I don't need people hanging. No, that's not me. Okay. Yes. Do you really want my presentation? It's 131 megabyte. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'll send it. My the one that currently um in the 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 in the whatever in the app it's a bridge version because I, I don't have the videos I don't have that kind of stuff. But uh, if you want, to send it. Send an email to me. I'll take care of you. Okay. Anybody questions? Okay, yes Yeah, you only have to read chapter 4 to 6 Done deal Chapter 4 to 6 I'm telling you, I'm a teacher I tell you what to read for your final (laughs) The rest of the chapter, blah, blah, blah You did not hear from the author Okay But anyway, yes Thank you so much Thank you so much you guys Uh, And stay with me until the last session Thank you